Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, part of the Repurpose Network, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, and what we do, we talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. We are on location at the Wave Experience Convention here in Florida. And um, so much information here. It's, it's, it's really ridiculous. We're, we're actually stuck in a, in a, in a room, in a, in, a, in a back room. In a, it's bigger than the closet, but it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. We're live on location. And I have a special guest on the show, and we're going to talk about small churches and the, the necessary needs for small churches and the questions that small churches have, which is like so, so many. When you even look at churches in, 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 as a whole, it's, it's, it's churches are competing with other churches. But usually what it, what it really is is that it's the knowledge that we're trying to pass on to to the body so that the small churches don't feel out outdated at the same time get the same information that a big church or a mid-sized church would get and learn and learning how to app knowing how to apply it. So I'm gonna let my guest introduce himself. Oh, uh, good afternoon, everybody. Matt Randolph, 912 Media Casting and Music and Macedonia Missionary Baptist Church in Eatonville, Florida. Man, good eating, yes, sir. Man, that's not kind. Uh, well, it's, it's one of the first cities that was established in Florida. Uh, Zora really? Neale Hurston. Wow. Uh, actually, they're going to have the Zora Neale Hurston Festival this weekend. So, really? Eatonville is going to come alive this weekend. Yes, wow. 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 So, let's talk about challenges you think small churches have. If you had to name one, what would be the first thing on the top of the list? Upgrading. Upgrading the system. Uh, due to the pandemic, a lot of the churches were forced into the upgrades because uh, initially everyone was going live on the cell phone to get on Facebook and Instagram. So oh then <laughs> the immediate upgrade was a lot of churches brought cameras. So that was the first step. Great step. But they were missing the audio that goes along with the camera. So they were having great shots, great videos. But the audio quality just wasn't there. And a lot of the times, the churches don't know where to start with the upgrades. Right. right. You know, what I, what I found is that, obviously, the pandemic, what it did, is it forced, it forced a lot of churches into a realm that they thought, they didn't yes. need one. Yes. And then two, the churches who were aware of it were too lazy because they thought that if people weren't in the church, they were losing members. Right. Not thinking that they're going to gain members or gain listenership because they're in a platform that reaches has a further outreach in your city, your town, and your state. Yeah, yeah. So some of them felt like the need to or didn't find it as a, as a need. When the pandemic hit, it came very apparent that, right, so the people, 
that you the, the fear that you had about people not coming to the church, now it's a reality because they can't come. Right, right. Because they can't come, now, now you're forced to figure out how can I reach my parishioners where they're at and at the same time not even knowing that the future is now. Yes. I can, I can remember uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, you know, the pastors didn't want you on their cell phone in church and they didn't want you oh, looking at, they didn't even want you to read the Bible <laughs> on your cell phone because it caused us such a distraction. But when the pandemic hit and these uh, worship leaders saw that all of their digital content and digital connections increased mainly the way to give. So now you had oh man, you saying you something had, now, brother. Uh, your 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 members giving digitally now. So now you see that that the digital stuff is working. So you now right. they were forced to keep going and you know it became a race. So now oh the pastors want to we gotta hurry up and we gotta get it up. We got to get it up and running because they kind of got internet famous. You know, a, a lot of pastors, you know, were having a couple of hundred in service, but some of it turns into a couple of thousands. Right. The, the podcast and the replays and after all the numbers came in, they saw more people tuning in online. So now it became a race to make that online presence stronger. But the, the lack is the technology they don't know what to upgrade to. And a lot of churches, all they hear is go digital, go digital. We got to go digital. And yes, but they're spending money on equipment that they're quite not in that realm yet still to grow. But the ministry will take a long time to get there. So with that lack of knowledge, the, the money that they're bringing in, they're spending it right back out on unnecessary equipment. Right. So- we, we've got to make sure we reach out to our, our local churches, especially the smaller ones, to just be informative to them to let them know uh, some of the inexpensive things that they can do to improve their online presence before they go out and spend all of the church's money. And that's that's one of the big things is the pastor doesn't want to spend the money that they just brought in during the mm -hmm. pandemic. They don't want it to run right back out the door. Did you know that 177 million Americans listen to podcasts? You know, you can listen to podcasts anywhere. Most people listen to at least eight shows a week. So what does that mean for your church? Isn't the goal to reach more people with your message? You know, Tascam has been the choice of musicians, engineers, and broadcast professionals worldwide. And now they enter the new age of the podcaster, where they once again combine affordability, portability, and sound quality in one elegant package with the Tascam Mixcast 4. Isn't it great to hear the roar of the crowd behind your voice at the tips of your fingers? The ease of use and the portability of this hardware unit where you can have four microphone inputs, Bluetooth, telephone, and computer input all at the reach of your fingers. So do yourself a favor and go to your local retailer or retailer online and get yourself a Tascam Mixcast 4 because the goal is to reach more people with your message. Right, right. The, the, the crazy thing is that to your point about 
buying the right equipment. So I remember one time, right? So church calls me in for a consultation, right? And they wanted to upgrade their mixer. They had an analog mixer. They wanted to get a digital mixer. So I evaluated their staff, and their staff were all novice. Right. The, the lead guy was a novice. Everybody's a novice. The musicians were the type of people that we just how we do it, and not not not, not, not this is how we do it. Right, now. Right. We don't change nothing because the, the spirit of God is how the spirit of God works. It, it don't change. Right, right. So so they had me in this big board meeting, and I was like, I said, like, okay, I'm just showing y'all a mixer. So I called one of my manufacturers and I said, hey, listen. Let me borrow one of your mixes to, to present to a church. So I called them. I, it happened to be Alan and Heath. So I called Alan and Heath. I went by, swung by, picked up a mixer, came to the church, had this big meeting, and I laid out the board, and I said, this is what I think you should get. I think it was a, it was a SQ7 or SQ6, something like that. So great board, not real expensive, just not a Midas. You know what I mean? Not a... You know, not a Midas, not a not a Digicode. Like it's it's a it's a board that's going to work for what you have. It has enough inputs for your growth. It has it has enough sonic quality. It has and it has a lot of has enough headroom for right. you. They had, I can't even make this up. They had a tall boy organ on stage. Wow! Right? They had two shorts, two shorts up in the sky uh-huh. next to the speakers. Wow! I can't even make this up. And, and, and you know, that's, that's the lack of knowledge. That's the lack of technical knowledge and the technical support for the church. So right. a lot of things you see, it may have worked in the analog live world, but mm-hmm. now going digital and, right. and incorporating that digital equipment into the church service, they got to right. rethink everything. Speaker placements. Everything. Yeah, because the digital boards are not as forgiving as no. the analog. So right. what used to work and what Deacon Brown and Sister mm-hmm. Joan used to do to get by, now they have to go that extra step because with digital, it's, it's more layers to the right. audio mixing. So you find their flaws. And now when you introduce or make them recognize the mm-hmm. flaws, oh, they right. think you somebody sent you here. <laughs> the disrupt the spirit. <laughs> you ain't lying. So, bro, so I'm I'm sitting there, right? And I'm presenting this mixer, mm-hmm. right? So I'm I said, this is the internet. The pastor stops me in the middle of the and it's like, you know, you know, the board meeting. You know, I'm with Sister Jones and Mama This and this mm-hmm. and that and Deacon that one. And they were like, so we just need to understand something, young man. And when they drop their tone, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, it's like they're going to say something real important. Mm-hmm. Say, young man, we like to understand. We like to understand why you did not present us the best mixer ever. And I was like, what are you talking about? We had someone else come in and they presented a mixer that was $8,000. And this seems like it's about 3500 This cannot be the best. Right. I was like, well, sir, the reason why I'm presenting this, because you can take that remaining money and then invest in some training. Yes. I said, the training with this mixer will get you further than that $10,000 mixer with no training. Right, right. You know what they did, right? They do. 
take a wild they guess. The $10, they went with the ten thousand dollar mixer. You know what I had to do? I went. I had to go install that ten thousand dollar mixer. You know what I did? I retuned the room. I, I said, listen, you can't, you can't use these cabinets in the sky. Right. You know, I need to need to mic the box. Need to, I need to have a, t- a top and bottom on this organ. I need to close it off so this way it, your organ can now get to the live stream, not just capture the room, the mic in the right. room. So this way you guys have a consistent sound. You know what they did, they right? Do. They do. Okay. So I, what, anytime I install something, I go mix. Mm-hmm. I go mix. I, I, mic, I, mic, I mic the cabinets. I purposely unplug the speakers, the, 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 short, the short boxes on mm-hmm. the sides. So they, so that now they can hear the choir, they can hear the praise and worship team, they can hear the piano, they can hear the organ, they can hear all those things that they couldn't be able to hear before. So you know what happened about three months later, they right? Call you back, I know they did. They called me back. <laughs> you know what happened when I got there? They plugged up everything I unplugged. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 again, that that comes directly. That's a prime example of the lack of the training. You know, I I, I wish every you know even before I came here uh, to wave. I reached out to every uh, ministry that I could think of because we purchased our tickets at the beginning, but it got to the point where they were giving away free passes. So at that point, all the church had to do was pay for the gas money to get the people here. But So let me get this right. So you presented a, a, a realm of churches to come to wave. And I was going to be here so they wouldn't feel inferior to the group because it would be a lot of professionals, but I would be here to assist and to walk, you know, the ministries through if anything they found particular that was interesting to their church ministry, but nobody, nobody responded. And and with free tickets, this was a several hundred dollar event, free tickets, no church could afford to not send someone, some form of representation from the church to this event. This, this place should have been Falling at the walls of people here right now because of this training. And it's it's uh, spirit-led and spirit-filled. Mm-hmm. So we're not just here doing technology, but we actually had worship sessions and we went to go visit a church. And, you know, they incorporated God into everything we was doing. So to, to not uh, deter some of the ministries of the technology, but to show you how to incorporate it in the worship. So they were using the equipment that they have on display to show you how it's working, how did it sound in this room. It wasn't just all show. It was actually, you know, formats going on to mm-hmm. other churches could use some of, some of this style and product. But, you know, they, they I don't know if it was a fear of, you know, things like this cause your seams to show. That's what I call it. So the people who were Man, trained, that's a good one. That is a good the people who were trained in your leads. It, it it calls their expertise into question when they come to events like this, because now you'll get to see how much they really know or were they just watching YouTube videos to right. get sound together. Right. And no church in, in, in the southern southeastern area from Georgia, Florida, South Carolina. Nobody should have been missing from this event. This was something that every church could have benefited from in some way, shape, or form. And again, the tickets were free at the very Mm. end. So all you had to do was spend some gas money. They even gave us discounted rooms at the hotel. And we we down at the most 
popular area of you know Central Florida. Other than Disney, we're in the Universal yeah. area where rooms two three hundred dollars a night. They even made the rooms affordable so every ministry could participate, but it's still the lack. But, you know, we're we still going to work on that with all the information we gathered. We'll still be able mm -hmm. to help out the smaller churches and, you know, be a, a resource in the communities for them. But this is one of those things that they have to understand with purchasing this new equipment, with upgrading. You just can't get the equipment. You have to get the training that goes along right. with it. And right. right now is a plethora of vendors, different companies, different products. They all have someone here for you to talk to. So it would have been no reason why your ministry couldn't grow from this point, from this day. Right. You know what? The, 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 I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of times when I talk to pastors and I ask them about training and they, and you get that, you know, you get that look, you know, yes, the sir. look, the look is like, Oh, well, well praise God. You know, they start tapping on the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, praise God. Yeah. We, we'll have to look into yeah. that, you know? And then I say, well, let me ask you this. Um, do you, how long? How long you think your drummer been playing? Right. He been playing since he was six years old. I remember that boy. He said, "How much? How much practice do you think that that drummer's put in?" So, how about your praise and worship leader? Um, did they did they just start singing today? Right. Or did they put time in to utilize their gifting? Right. So, how about what about? Hmm. I don't know. How about the violinist? Violin number two in your orchestra. Um, do you think that person knows scales and anything? Anything that? How about your plumber? You think your plumber is going to show up at your house without no experience? Right. And they're like, and, and what is your point, young man? And what is your point? <laughs> the point is, is like you got an engineer up here. He don't know nothing, but you're expecting him. You're expecting a professional result from a person with an amateuristic perspective and the only reason he may that he or she may have all the tools but you refuse to invest in the knowledge so he can get he or she can get the most out of the equipment that you purchased that you're complaining about because the person that's running that's driving the brand new Ferrari don't got a license and, and I really believe it's the fear you know, uh, when you start talking about training, the first thing they think is paid training. So somebody's got to pay for it. But a lot of times these companies offer, you know, incentives when you buy the equipment. They offer some type of training or some type of uh, communication. So you mm -hmm. can enlighten your staff. But with this technology, and, and I, I've, I've been doing this music stuff since I was a little kid in church. It's things that I don't know about the technology because it's always advancing and upgrading and, you know, and, and, and one of the biggest things is with the smaller churches, they're competing. They're mm. like, like you mentioned, uh, they wanted the best mixed to the most expensive, but they didn't have the training. They didn't have the uh, auxiliary equipment that now is required to run mm -hmm. this most expensive, you know, uh, piece of equipment and you don't have the personnel. So it would have behooved you to take the $3,500 mixer, which it would have been more user-friendly coming from the analog to the digital world. At least the training gap 
wouldn't have been so great. But when they spend more money for these mixers and they have layers and layers of digital uh, information embedded, this turns actually the, the, the volunteers, this, this will scare them away because right. they will have to admit that they don't know much right. or they will have to subject themselves to the training, which again shows their seams. It shows mm. where, where their lack is and everything. And the churches just need to look at it just like, uh, you know, uh, they have sabbaticals where they have to go off and study for a while or they do this seminary training where they have to go off and, you know, they have to go amongst other ministers and gather and study right. and pray and worship and enlighten themselves. Well, it's the same thing with the audio ministry. We, we got to start coming together. We got to be able to reach out to the other churches without competition. Right. We're not trying to steal your members, but we want to know how you're operating your worship team and your AV uh, specialists. How do they all operate? Can we figure out something where as a community, we're, we're all abreast of the technology and we need these go-to people. We need the people who uh, are proficient in the technology to, to, to come forward a little more to, you know, let the churches know. But I know it's, it's, it's one thing. And, and, and I think we all working for the church. We face this issue is the church loves the volunteer. And a lot of the times the staff of the audio video ministry are volunteers. So the pastor loves the, the, the willingness of the volunteerism and the giving heart. And that's understood, but at some point you have to invest into your ministries so they can be stronger in the community. Just like uh, the church bus, you got to put some tires on it. You got to keep the oil changed and you got to pay the insurance. You can't just right. say we got a church bus and it's just driving. It's things you have to do to keep that bus together. Well, that's the same thing with the audio video ministry in the churches. You've got to invest and do things to keep that ministry abreast and in, in the going forward. If you plan to go forward, and every 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 pastor has dreams of a mega church, but in right. a small frame of mind, you can be that mega church in your small building. But you just got to think outside of the box. And you know this 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 is really a new subject and a new area for church ministry. So right now, I plead the blood of Jesus all over the land that. God would just reveal the importance of this digital media and this digital technology to the pastors. I pray it's a great revelation that all the pastors just wake up one morning and say, we got to train our people. And, that, right. and that's the only way that they'll move forward without having these embarrassing moments. Because one thing that's not happening, the church not canceling no services. You know, right about as that. soon as they said all is clear, the doors can open, they funerals, <laughs> weddings, uh, bar mitzvahs, anything that anybody had to wait on during the pandemic, they are booking the church. Right now, the churches are booked out until yeah. the next year. Yeah. yeah. Events, but they don't have the digital and the AV structure to support everything because now when people are booking your church, they're expecting you to have some mm -hmm. online presence there, you know, that this big congregation, they want it to be seen, you right. know? So, uh, people who, who book these venues and everything, they're expecting 
the digital presence. And a lot of pastors are are acknowledging it and confirming it, but they mm-hmm. really don't have the structure in place. So right. it, it's great for these events like Wave to come around, but we we've got to be more passionate about getting the people trained, getting them educated, and starting with the youth. You know, if yeah. there's a, a few youth that you find, uh, you know, it was always, oh, uh, you spend too much time on the video game, but those are the ones now we need oh, into the right computer about programming and the yeah. audio programming because they 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 know what it is to uh, program those games and to update the software so they can play the game. Same principle here with the audio, but right. we just got to find a way to incorporate the educational knowledge and the upgrading and the up training for our community, and it will have a we'll have a better global outcome for the small right. church. Right. You know the thing is, is that you said about training, and and I think a lot of times what people don't realize is that the digital the digital platform where technology is now, what it does, it, it evens the playing yes. field. So a small church can have a small digital mixer. Like, the crazy thing is this. Dude, I've gone to churches, small churches, that are more advanced than some of these bigger churches. Because that small, medium-sized church invested in technology, invested in their staff and their team. You go in there, they got LED walls, this, that. And you go to some of these bigger churches, and and these people don't know nothing, and they don't want to change. And then you go to some of these smaller churches that, that, that get it. Because there are churches, there are small churches out there that get it and invest in it. And then you look at their their reach outside of the walls is greater yes. than that big church that's looking to have 3,000 people in the seats but are now getting like 800. Right. And they got a phone in the middle of the sanctuary. <laughs> Talk about we going online. Right. And and you know, it's... it's, it's like I said, the the churches want the online presence. They 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 felt that rush of we we live, we going live, we online. Oh, they liking and they they sharing. So they, the mm-hmm. pastors finally got that digital rush of what it feels like, and, and actually what the people were doing on their phones while they were in church. You got to see it. So now you've got to figure out a way to better incorporate all of that into your ministry, but you also have got to have a way to distribute all of those uh, digital media to the different digital platforms because what we're seeing is a lot of churches are on live and they're on all of these things, but they don't sound like what you see. And they don't sound like what you remember. You know, some people can say, oh, I remember that church used to have it going on. But when I hear their live... It's right. not the same representation. So you want to be able to match your service with your online presence. You, you shouldn't be able to tell the difference. Right. And the thing is, is like when you mixing live front of house is different from mixing for your live stream. Yes. Because when you mix for your live stream, you're, list, you're, you're, you're mixing for someone on a phone, tablet, or a TV. Yes. You're not mixing for the room. So the things that you would do in the room are not the same exact things you're going to do online. Right. It's just not the same thing. So a lot of times, but this, is, this is where a lot of churches miss it. They'll send the identical mix from the room. 
you changing things in the room because, like, say, you made a guitar is too loud in the house, mm-hmm. but it may not be loud enough on the stream. So you change it in the house, thinking it's no. In the live stream mix, I need more based on I'm capturing not just capturing the room, I'm capturing the individual instruments, and then on top of that, I got a room mic, and maybe you got the room mic in the wrong place. Or maybe, you know, all these things factor in to the listening experience that you're trying to portray online. So somebody got their phone, they got their buds in. Right. They're not in your church. You cannot mix online like it's you're in your church unless, unless that engineer is so nice, they can tell and flip back and forth between your aux, aux mix or your line, however you're mm-hmm. doing it, and kind of know exactly what's going on in the room and on the stream. But them people are rare. Right. So you know what this means? The churches are going to have to expand their teams because if you go online now, you're going to need a dedicated online person. So whatever you was doing in church, you have to add to that now. So one of the challenges I like to challenge the church is look at your uh, online inflow of income, the people tithing and uh, sowing into your church online. You've got to take some of that and you've got to invest into your digital media, which means you have to add a person. And one of the, one of the things that I tend to run into working with smaller churches or their, their audio ministry is very territorial. They don't oh, want gosh. you coming in, bothering and touching and all of that. Well, I have to let them know, Deacon Brown, we got to add to this. We, 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 you can't be the gatekeeper of the audio anymore because it's a whole lot of stuff that you aren't doing that the church is expecting you to do. So now mm-hmm. you're going to have to toss that ego to the side, pray about right. it, and come on and let Brother Johnson come in and help you get the audio. You might not have gotten along and it might be personal issues, but you got to put all of that to the side because the ministries need the help. It's no right. way you can change your platform going digital without adding that extra person. I don't care how good your team is or how good mm-hmm. the people that you have, you're going to burn them out by adding these extra layers. So each ministry now has to find a way to adopt more members. You know, it's got to be some type of incentive because with this training and everything, yeah, it's great to have the volunteers, but you've got to have a person that's dedicated to the technology, that's going to learn it, that's going to apply it, and going to be able to teach it to the ones who weren't there. So with that being said, there has to be some type of investment into the uh, AV ministries, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay somebody. Just right. just bottom line, there's no way around it no more. It's a it's a cost when you don't do it. It's a cost when right. you do. And and you got to look at it from this point of view. God has blessed you during the pandemic to not miss a bill. The light stayed on, the water stayed on, and and the church probably you know they had a lot of uh, PPP and type of incentives going around. Uh, that a lot of churches benefited from that, but what they're failing to realize is they gave you the money to hire the people. 
They gave you the money to upgrade. That wasn't just to put in the church's coffers to get your bills caught up. That was mm-hmm. to keep your ministries ru- running and abreast to the technology. That's why they gave the money out so freely, especially to the churches. They didn't even give the churches too many problems about getting the, the PPP money and things like that. But that's what it was supposed to be used for. But that's a whole nother topic right there. <laughs> but, you know, I challenge all of the smaller ministries to look at your digital revenue and see if you can't budget out some advanced training from that. Even if it's just uh, sending somebody to Guitar Center for the weekend, you got to do something because it's no going back. Once you've went into that digital realm of your, your, your ministries and your worship being online, people are going to expect that. And nobody's going to say, oh, I can't find this church online. They'll go to the next church before they jump in the car. So right. you've got right. to, to keep your ministries, to keep your members, to keep your, 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 your congregation. You've got to figure it out. But use what God gave you. This doesn't mean we got to go out and sell chicken dinners and try to raise money and <laughs> raffles. God gave it to you from your online blessings. So you've got to figure out a way how to incorporate that into the church training. And it's just no going back at this point. Right. We won't turn back. Right. We can't turn back. Your, your ministry late. at this point is dependent on it. Uh, sadly to say, we lost a lot of elders uh, during yes. this pandemic. And, when, and, yes. and what came with the elders were the tithe-paying elders. They knew what that tithe did for the church. But the younger folks are not on, on that level. They're not going to tithe into your church if they don't see it. If they don't see what's happening. You know, our, our elders had the, 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 uh, the, the four vision to see that the church was going to grow. They had the faith the church was going to grow. Well, now we're growing, but the youth are not going to invest back into the church unless they mm-hmm. see the growth. They want right. to know that you online like the church next door or you got a Facebook page and pictures like the church next door or you're going to lose them to the church next door. So we've got to, we've got to embrace it. Don't look at it as a challenge, but look at it as a, a necessary growth and a birth of a whole new baby in the church ministry. And we got to nurture that baby. We have right. to. Right. I think in the digital realm, it's a lot of churches. What they did was they had, they started what they call digital churches mm-hmm. where their members are all over the world. And they focus they have a pastor to, just to oversee that. Right. Not, that is called thinking ahead. Yes. That's called thinking in the future, knowing that, okay, I am just not ministering to the people in my city, town, state, county. I'm ministering to the world. When you look at it that way, you have to look at it as like, it's like, it's like TV programs. Yes. You know, you know, the Bucks may be playing playing the Bills and, and this may playing this team, playing that team, but I'm a Buckeye fan. Right. I'm tuning into the Buckeyes, right? So if I go in and, it, and it's fuzzy, I'm going to another game. Right. You're right. And 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 again with this pandemic, it caused a lot of dispersion of the church community. Um, no, I didn't want to leave your church, but my job moved. 
or mm. I, I, I have more family obligations now than what I had prior to the pandemic. So I'm not, I can't be there like I used to be, but that doesn't mean I don't want to worship with you anymore. So in the order to keep those audiences engaged, you've got to invest and move forward with your with your your audio and video ministry. And, and, and if church, if you don't have one, it's time to develop one because you're going to need it. It's no going back. It's no going back. <laughs>